Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. There is already drama in this presidential election, and we have not gotten started in earnest. Dean Phillips tosses his hat into the ring, as they say. I'm not sure why they say there's a tent, ring, hat, cornhole, something going on. I don't know. But he said, you know what? I think I can do this. I think I can run for president. I got a shot. I'm gonna I'm 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 put my name down there with the other two people. Put put my name down. I'm good. I'm coming in. Coming in hot. And the next thing you know, he's got, you know, social media pages set up and everybody's following them so we can keep up with the campaign and what's going on. And all of a sudden his Twitter account gets suspended. We're like, what did he say? What happened? I just saw the post. I don't remember anything being offensive. Then the Twitter account got reinstated. It's just it's already already bananas people are picking sides somebody's got to make some sense about it okay so i call my friend brian mcdaniel from hilden advocacy and law he is joining me right now on the john schuster caldwell banker highline brian what in the hell is going on good lord shaletta it is uh you know whenever i think that politics has got as crazy as it can get then you know with the the tom emmer stuff and now with with Dean Phillips running for president, um, I'm I'm constantly surprised, constantly surprised. This is fascinating on a lot of different levels, and uh, I'm just glad that Minnesota is uh, is a politically relevant again. Good for us. You know, they have national reporters coming to Minnesota right now. Yeah. National political reporters are going live. Uh, they're talking about Minnesota um, on all the political shows. They are talking about Tom Emmers. They are talking about Dean Phillips. Where are we? What is our identity here in Minnesota? Because, you know, before they were talking about uh, Governor Walls and how the Democrats pushed all this legislation through. Uh, Carrie Dietze got in there, even though she is battling cancer and got everybody to stick together. And so many um, brand new legislations for families and um, making sure that, you know, we provide free meals at schools and, and so many things got passed through. So, you know, they're talking about him as the secretary of this or secretary of that if somebody runs. And now we got Dean Phillips running for president. And then we got Tom Emmers, who may be Speaker of the House. Oh, wait a minute. He's not Speaker of the House. I've gone through a lot of popcorn and a lot of cigarettes and my blood pressure is high fooling with these Minnesota. Minnesota politicians are supposed to be nice. They're supposed to sit back and cool out. They have been acting like Texas politicians up here. Well, and not to mention that uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar was largely considered the next Minnesota person to be considered for a presidential run. Um, so when Tim Wall's name was 
brought up, you know, albeit by other people, not by Tim Walls. Um, you know, we were always kind of, you know, joking to ourselves that uh, that uh, uh, Amy Klobuchar is 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 going to have to take him out. And now for Dean Phillips to run to the front of the line, um, it's 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 shocking. And I and I can tell you why it's a good thing or why it's a bad thing. Which which route do you want me to take? Uh, I want to know why it is a good thing. Okay, here's why what Dean Phillips is doing is a good thing. Now, you know Dean Phillips, and I know Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips is not crazy. Dean Phillips is not stupid. And until this, I did not think that Dean Phillips was interested in any kind of vanity project. But putting that aside for a moment, why this is good is Dean Phillips has been consistent in saying that the most important thing for the Democrats to do is make sure that Donald Trump does not become president again. And his fear, Dean Phillips's fear, is that, you know, an elderly Joe Biden, who absolutely <laughs> um, shows evidence of kind of diminished capacity, if, if that's a nice way to say it, um, that if someone like that runs against Donald Trump, that, that Joe Biden is likely to lose. And why Dean Phillips is right is, you know, right now, you know, I look at polling all the time, you know, for people who haven't heard me on here before, my, you know, real job is politics. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at, uh, at, at polling numbers all the time and the latest polls, which albeit it's too early, the latest polls have Trump way up in Pennsylvania, have Trump almost winning Minnesota. People are negatively reacting to some of the things that Joe Biden is doing and saying. And Dean Phillips is saying that it is important for Democrats in America to have a younger uh, person run and, you know, be able to, you know, keep up with Donald Trump and inspire the young people. So what Dean is, what Dean is doing, if we want to give him the benefit of good intentions is Dean is saying, it's too important. This next election is too important to leave it up to an 80 something year old person who might not be mentally or physically healthy enough to go through another big campaign. And, you know, I I just remember when um, Hillary was running for president, you know, it was quote unquote Hillary's turn. Right. Mm -hmm. And Barack Obama came into the race and he was a laughing stock. You know, people were like, who's this dude? He just got here. He's a junior senator. Nobody's going to vote for him. And the next thing you know, he is president of the United States of America. So for people who want to count Dean Phillips out, who say, you know what? He does not stand a snowball chance in Hades. What do you say to them? Well, here's what I would say. I say I think they're probably right. I think Dean Phillips doesn't have much of a chance He's already missed the primary filing deadline in states like Nevada. Um, you know, in South Carolina, um, he's going to get destroyed. He'll, he'll, you know, he's going to do well in New Hampshire, but uh, Joe Biden isn't going to be on the ballot 
in New Hampshire, in New Hampshire. So while what you're saying is a thousand percent correct, nobody knew who Barack Obama was. Nobody knew who Bill Clinton was. It is possible to gain momentum, but that usually doesn't happen against a sitting president in the same party. And I was on Almanac last night with Abu Amara and Javier Murillo and Annette Meeks, and we all kind of were of the same opinion that the strategy being employed by Dean Phillips is escaping us because we don't see what the win is. Also, <laughs> you know, he's, he's working with a guy, um, Steve Schmidt, who is like a disgraced Republican strategist. So he's not surrounding himself with the right people either. But I respect Dean. I like Dean. I think Dean <laughs> represents his district wonderfully, which just makes what he's doing all the more hard to understand. All right. We, we got to get a handle on this. We got to understand it better. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to continue to talk the hottest thing in politics right now, Minnesota elections, when we come back. We're the talk of the town, honey, and not just our town. Towns all over the country are talking about Minnesota politicians. Uh, we've been talking about Dean Phillips, but Tom Emmer made news as well. I was looking for my boyfriend, David Peterlings, over at CARE 11 when I went uh, to the studio to talk about my autism uh, job fair, and he was gone. And I said, what, where is he? They said he's gone to Washington, D.C., because Tom Emmer may run for Speaker of the House. And, I mean, I just got whiplash. I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on here? What 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 went down with that? Because he, he was in and then he was out. Yeah, well, Tom Emmer, I'm so proud of him. You know, Tom is somebody who I've known 20 years. I was staff for him when he was in the Minnesota House of Representatives. I supported him when he ran for governor. Uh, I consider him a friend. You know, we've done many projects together. And, you know, but but with that being said, I didn't want him to be Speaker of the House. This current crop of Republican um, U.S. representatives, um, they're dysfunctional. They are toxic in a lot of ways. And if Tom were to be speaker, he would not be set up to succeed. But what had happened was Matt Gates had made a, from Florida, had made a uh, motion to remove uh, the current speaker, or what was the current speaker, Kevin McCarthy. That was successful. But then they had to pick a new speaker. And first, Steve Scalise from Louisiana tried to uh, run unsuccessfully, couldn't get enough votes. Then Jim Jordan from Ohio couldn't get enough votes. And then Tom Emmer was largely seen as the most respected person, the person who could get the most votes from all the different parts of the Republican caucus. Um, But he had a little bit of a problem in that he and Donald Trump were not particularly close. Now, for a lot of us and for your listeners to know, I'm Republican. I mean, this is this is you know, I've been Republican as long as I can remember, but I'm not a Trump guy. There are a lot of Republicans that are not Donald Trump people. And Tom Emmer was somebody who had enough um, enough, uh, you know, smarts, grace and um, respectability that he wasn't he wasn't falling in line with everything that Donald Trump was saying. Um, so at first, 
Donald Trump was like, ah, I don't like Tom Emmer. And then Donald Trump, you know, this is all via tweet because that's what he does or whatever platform he's on now. Then he was like, oh, no, Tom and I talked and, you know, we're, we're buddies now. And then after Tom gets chosen by the caucus, Donald Trump savages him, you know, calls him a rhino, which is Republican in name only, which some of us wear as a badge of honor and some people take as a great uh, a great uh, insult. Uh, but he said, you know, you know, Tom supports, you know, you, you know, the, the stealing of the election and Tom supports gay marriage and Tom supports all of these things. And then Emmer just said, you know what? Forget this. I don't need the hassle. And so he withdrew his name. And uh, I think that he came out, Tom Emmer, came out looking great because it shows that he is very conservative, but also he's not tied to President Trump. So if if Tom Emmer chooses to run for something else later in his career, I think that he's going to be able to defend himself against Democrats who say, well, you're just a Donald Trump clone because he can point. He's got the receipts now, Shaletta, to say that's not true. But we need him. We need a grown up in the room. We need somebody who is going to stand up and say this is not what democracy look like looks like in those rooms where there are only Republicans. So, you know, talk to me about the fact that, you know, the grown ups in the room don't even want to deal with the foolishness. Yeah, well, Tom Emmer absolutely is what's best for the United States of America. Yes, that's why I was um, like, oh, we need him. Can you please just yeah. muscle through this? Can you please choke this down and go ahead and do this for all of us, well, bro? But, but here's what could happen, Shaletta. It's not going to happen, but what could have happened was that because most Republicans in that caucus would be very happy to vote for Tom. If some of the Democrats said, you know what, for the good of the nation, we're going to vote for Tom, too. Tom would be speaker, but, you know, Republicans vote for Republicans, Democrats vote for Democrats. And so then we're stuck because not enough Republicans are going to vote for Tom. So I'm not blaming the Democrats. This is a Republicans mess, but the Democrats could have saved (laughs) the Republicans and thus kind of saved the, uh, the nation because the person who is speaker now, some guy named Mike Johnson from uh, Louisiana he is uh, offensively right wing, and I'm saying that as a Republican. This guy is, is is not going to conduct himself in a respectable manner. So I hope that this guy has a short run as speaker, and then maybe they maybe they turn around and come back to Tom and say, "Hey, you know what? We see the error of our ways. Come in, Tom Emmer, and save the country." And I know that he would do it. Because you know he has a strong sense of duty uh, and public service, but I also am not politically naive enough to think that that's going to happen. The Republican Party is a little lost right now, and it's it's sad to see. All right, so what's going to happen with us? Where do you see um, democracy going? Because you know it, it, it used to be that we could all come together, Brian. And yeah. we can agree to disagree, but but apparently um, where we are now, we can't even agree to disagree for the good of the country. No. We've we've gone. It's my way or the highway. I'm going to take my ball and go home. And that is not good for the future of our no, country. But one thing that I'll say, though, is that, you know, when people say that we have a democracy problem, I don't agree. You know, as as someone who 
you know, teaches the Constitution and studies it and, and all that stuff. What's happening now is democracy. The problem is we're not getting the result that we want. But getting a bad result is not necessarily saying that there's something wrong with the process because it's the American people that are choosing these leaders that don't know how to lead. You know, they're not just jumping up. You know, it's not the divine right of kings where they pull a sword out of a stone and say, I'm in charge now. We're putting them in charge. We are in control. We could pick better people, but we don't. Now, Minnesota we have fantastic leaders here. I mean, I mean, granted, you know, we do. I might not, I might not love Ilhan Omar, and you might not love Michelle Fishbach, but that's that's just politics. That's fine. Um, but we pick people who have a strong dedication to public service. In other states, I don't know, I don't know who is going to the um, polls and and picking some of these clowns. But we need. Better people on the ballot and better choices to be made by the by by not the politicians, but by the voters. We're putting them there. We're giving them our power and they're doing bad things with it. Do you see a reset? Is it because I thought uh, November 6th was going to be uh, January 6th was going to be a reset. I thought that we saw something that we never thought we would see in this country. Uh, American citizens scaling the wall. uh you know, trying to overturn an election, violating federal laws, um, stealing, uh, you know, sacred artifacts from our Washington, D.C. federal buildings and then not getting arrested, getting back on a plane, going home, posting about it on social media and going back to work Monday like they had been to uh, on a boys trip to, uh, you know, Hawaii for a bachelor party or something. I mean, there will be a reset, Shaletta, but I don't know when, and I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, let's think back. Somehow, the 1960s became the 1980s. Oh, okay, I'm going to need you to stop because that was deep. That was very profound. I don't think I heard that before. That is it. That is Mm -hmm. it. Oh, my God, I never thought about it. So something is going to happen. Because those were two different Americas, yeah, Separ- yeah, separated by not that much time. Yeah. So absolutely, something will change us. I just don't know what it is yet. I mean, I think I think President Trump is losing control over many Republicans, but I also think he's beating Joe Biden in the polls. So those are two very different uh, um, realities, both of which I think are true, but. The 60s became the 80s and the, you know, the 90s became now. So um, things happen. We just don't know what they are yet. Well, I appreciate you spending some time with us, handicapping this thing. You have a great Saturday. Brian McDaniel with Hilden Advocacy and Law. Don't go anywhere. There's more on the Shaletta Show coming up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.